Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode, number 19, but why? Tech rant. I'm going in, and I'm bringing two special guests along with me. Let's go for the ride. The quickie. This may trigger some people, and this is a very triggering conversation for others, right? It doesn't bother me at all, 0.0%. However, there is a issue going on right now across America. This is not a global issue. This is an American issue. Green dot, blue dot, madness. I'm not here for it. It's utterly ridiculous. It's insane. The Wall Street Journal recently put out a tweet that said, Apple's iMessage sealed its dominance with an army of texting teens. A VP from Google responded with, Apple's iMessage locked in is a documented strategy using peer-to-peer pressure bullying as a way to sell products is disingenuous for a company that has humanity and uh, equitably equi- equality as a core part of its marketing, right? And so, uh, I didn't really pay attention to those t- those messages that were sent out, you know, a-, a while back. But as I was scrolling through Twitter a few days ago, Android put out a message that said, "iMessage should not benefit from bullying. Texting should bring us together. A solution exists. Let's fix it." This is one industry, and they put the uh, green heart in a blue heart. So I thought about this in a way of discrimination, and and I know this could be a stretch for some people, but for me, you know, when I send a message out, a text message, it goes through. I don't care if it's a blue dot or green dot, whatever dot it is, it's a message. And when one receives it on the other end, essentially, it's a message, right? But somehow... We've gotten into this paradigm where people feel it's disgusting or you discriminate against those or even pressure those who sends out a message and it's accompanied with a green dot. Remember, people, it's not a, you know, it's just a simple, I, I just I just say this, it's just a simple message, right? iMessage was created, which I think is a really good messaging system. I'm not at all considering that something should change with iMessage from from Apple, what I am suggesting and the solution that Google is also suggesting is that Apple simply add RCS, which is Rich Communication Services, to their support background. So right now, iMessage supports SMS. That's how you're able to text between Android and iPhone. If Apple adds support for RCS, then you know some of those similar functionalities can be shared across the platforms, and that's the simple solution, right? And there's other things that can help, you know, with iterations over, you know, in the future. But you know, what, what frustrates me is when, you know, I'm in a chat or I chat some you know, folks with with Apple or iPhones, and and they, you know, I get the message back, you, what is this green dot? I'm like, we're we're reduced down to colorism. So now we're discriminating. Yes, I'm saying it. We're discriminating against people who have a color that's associated with their text message. Who the hell cares? What did I say? Oh, meet me at dinner for 8 p.m. That's the message. Not this green dot, blue dot madness that we are all so triggered about. I know it's a touchy subject for for folks. I give zero fucks. (laughs) 
I simply sending out a message. That's all I'm doing, right? And one should not be pressured to buy a phone or buy into an ecosystem for a green dot, blue dot madness. And that's the quickie for today. All right, guys, as I stated earlier, today's episode, but why? Tech rant. I'm going to go in on some topics and I brought two special guests along the way. And I would like to introduce those guys right now. First person joining in this conversation, none other than Leroy. Hey, X, how you doing? Boom, 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 boom. That's sound effects. <laughs> uh, pretty good. Um, and I'm also joined along with Leroy with my cousin, <laughs> Joseph. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, seriously, this is exactly how my cousin and I talk on the phone for hours. It's utter insanity. Like Don't if you're just that. sitting there in the back end, we're going through madness, but a lot of good shit is coming out of the conversation, but it's filled with a lot of madness in between. So brace yourself, right? Um, I'm happy that both of you guys have joined the podcast today. Um, there are times, as you guys know, I love to talk about tech and gadgets. And I like to just rant for like hours sometimes. I like to actually talk on the telephone. You know, when you call someone's number and you put that phone to your ear or you put those AirPods or those Galaxy Buds in your ear or those over-ear headphones, those Beats. I could keep going. You know, I, li I live for it, right? A text message conversation, nah, not so much. I'm not here for the green dot, blue dot madness. I'm here for the organic, real, rich conversations, right? So as I thought about this episode, I was thinking, I know just the two people I want to get in here to bring out some history and to go through. So I'm, again, happy that both of you guys have joined the podcast. Are we trying to say we're old? Well, right. that's that's part of it because... <laughs> I mean, these young kids don't know about technology. I know I had someone, and it's about just a different subject. I heard somebody tell me, you know, a little youngster said, um, "Who's TLC?" I was what? done. I was done. <laughs> I was like, what? Bad. Right? Who's who? Like, I can't. I'm. I'm not ready to become my parent. You know, I don't. I'm, but I am. So whatever. This is something we have to embrace, right? So let me break it down a little bit of a history. I, I kind of want to give. And I want all of us to like talk about our history with technology. And so I can tell you early on in life, I can recall the moment when I really was engaged with like a with technology or a gadget. And this was in 1995. Yes, I said it. Some of my listeners may not have been born, but it was in 1995. My mom purchased me a Hewlett Packard computer with Windows 3.1. I know you guys don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> but Windows 3.1 was really before the, the advent of the um, of the mouse, the little clicker, right? The little, the little mouse, right? And so you have to do a lot of those functional keys, you know, control in something um. or alt and tab and, you know, a bunch of different functional keys, which I still use to this day because I'm, you know, that's how I learned to use a computer. And... You know, I loved all that stuff. It it just it just it was really intriguing. It brought me into it. I was able to figure things out. However, not knowing, remember I said this was in the year 1995. 
What came out in 1995? You guys know? The, no idea. Wasn't, no idea? wasn't it the internet? Uh, come on now. It, you know, internet was out a tad bit before that, like a, a smidget. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you're real close. Um, That's when Prodigy was out. You had to log into them. Oh, boy. But what came out was Windows 95. So we had just purchased a computer, Windows 3.1, that same year Windows 95 came out. Blown. Oh, man. Upset. Right. Why do we buy this old damn computer? But I didn't know at the time it was old. I was just super excited that we even had one at home at that. So, you know, that helped start the journey off with me in, in terms of technology and gadgets. And I could I can ask, actually say, you know, it propelled me to some other avenues along the way. And some of those other avenues were, you know, my my distaste for Mac. <laughs> Mm, don't do it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> don't do it. But it's funny how it started. It started from color. I just complained about blue dot, green dot. Yet, I was very upset as a kid at these damn colorful PCs with those handles on the top. What was that That bubble looking thing? I don't know the name of it. Um, that Mac Apple computers came out with years ago and they had them in middle school and elementary school. And were they little, iMacs? Maybe they were the iMacs. Yeah, the all-in-one you know, yeah, those were the first. The first, correct. Those bubble colors, of somewhat translucent design. We could kind of mm -hmm. sort of see in inside of it a little bit. Granted, you would think I would be excited about that because later on in life, I started building computers, and I wanted a box that was translucent. And yeah, um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then later on after that, I you know was a teacher in a former life, and I started a club where I would teach. It was a middle school. I was teaching um, eighth grade middle school, and I started a, a technology club, a computer information systems club, if you will, for the middle school kids. And I wanted to empower these kids with some of the tools of how to fix computers, like the general troubleshooting, you know, things that you can do, you know, to fix computers at home. Or if these kids are in school and there's some tech issues happening in their classroom, hey, we have our little ambassadors that's around the school. So I started that that club and I would I would teach the kids you know after school on what the components of inside the computer was and how they work together and stuff like that so early on my tech started thank you mother for purchasing Microsoft Windows 3.1 you started this legacy let's go all right all right cousin Lee. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um Leroy you know what's your earliest days and moments that you can recall with technology well, my earliest moments with technology, um, they were mostly with video games. Um, I can remember way back in the day when we had the Game & Watch, little handhelds with the little um, LCD screen and the little LCD guy just moving back and forth trying to either hit fish somewhere or get beer and toss it somewhere else. and. A ton of very difficult games, actually, but that was fun. Um, um, I know a lot of people our age remember those Casio calculator watches. I do remember that. <laughs> and, I actually, um, yeah, it was, those were really shoot. great. Really oh, huge, yeah. but great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were great for mat tests. Um, <laughs> We did not um, cheat. We did not do that. No, that was no, not us. No, that was no, not no. us. Speak that was for yourself. That was a movie. Those are, those are for measuring and um, <laughs> doing heavy calculations. Um, 
that yeah um i remember having um a video game wise i had the coleco vision um i had the atari 2600 and then i moved on from there to the nintendo entertainment system super nintendo super nintendo that's when playstation came into the scene and then you know it got into the cds and then we're where we're at right now um That's about it for like major, other than like CDs, um, having a Walkman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the Walkman, you get your CD player, your little, um, Walkman CD player. I think a Discman, that's what they called it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you have, to, you have to carry a bag with all of your discs in, <laughs> or you have the folder. <laughs> with the little plastic <laughs> slots yeah. to hold them in. <laughs> to hold all your CDs and oh, then... Man use that um uh, one thing i remember that was um that was uh, i i thought was very intriguing was um my dad had a nissan maxima and um on the door there were little buttons and if you type the right code the door would open and i always thought that was intriguing so i went to my dresser drawer and i carved my own little <laughs> buttons <laughs> on there and i would pretend like i'll have to type in my little code to open my drawer so that it will open so um, your dad started you at an early age as being oh bougie. yeah yeah <laughs> i used to bougie yeah i have a bougie drawer here work. i could punch these codes in right <laughs> and i could lock it <laughs> nobody <laughs> could get in um so I, I thought that was really really neat and um that's where it all started with me um Computers, like you said, um, my first computer that I worked on was actually an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was before the iMacs. Um, they just had a regular all-in-one box with a little disk, a little floppy disk drive, and um, I, and we used to use those computers to write our papers in um, high school. We used to use those write, write our papers and. Um, I don't think they had internet on those computers then. So it's just to write papers. Um, it was a word processor, basically. And um, from there, the iMacs. Um, uh, like you, I'm not a Mac person. I, for some reason, I have something against Apple for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like iPhones. I don't like anything Ooh, Mac. Again, I don't know why. I have no reason... Yeah, I don't like their products either, (laughs) except I like their stock, though. (laughs) Yes, I I like their stock, too. They're they're awesome. They're awesome products, you know. They're they're very, very good products, but for some reason, I don't like them. I I don't know why. I I guess I'm just a hater. Um, And uh, I'm going to be a hater on something that we're going to talk about later as well. Let's get Um, it, because I'm going to hate you back. I know. I'm going to hang up the call. um, (laughs) Right. Um, but like th- those were the beginning of tech for me. And from there, um, I got interested in programming. So I used to, um, I went to a computer school in, uh, well, computer camp in when I was very young, actually. And we learned how to code in DOS. I, do I know remember. a lot of people don't even remember DOS. Mm-hmm. Um, I do so, remember. Um, <laughs> I remember. So, <laughs> um, oh, I lines remember. upon lines of DOS, and 
uh, that got me into programming and got me into liking computers and loving just playing with computers, seeing what they can do, seeing what they can do for me. Makes sense. Basically. Yep. What about you, Joe? Well, much like Leroy, my start was with the gaming consoles. Um, I didn't have an Atari, but I had a neighbor that did. And hey. we would play hours oh, of Pac-Man and that, it, well, I think it was called Excite Bike. Yep. Um, hours of, of Pac-Man and Excite Bike. Um, <laughs> then I went on to the NES. That was my first first console personally. And you would think, <laughs> you would think it was my mother's console because she played on it more than anybody else did. Oh, that's nice. Um, but I played hours and hours and hours of Mario, mm. um, Super Mario Brothers, um, Super Mario Brothers 3, and a little mm. bit of information. I was never able to save the princess. What? <laughs> those wow. days, those games when I was younger was so much harder. I agree. Oh my God. And I would, and you would think, you know, me being the younger and more intuitive person than my mom was, I would watch her play for hours, save the princess, come back. <clears throat> and in Mario 3, once you save the princess, you come back and they give you like um, these specials, uh, what are those items? You get special items and I was never able to get those so um early on that was my first you know introduction into technology um then i went on to the super nintendo as well um and then from there um the next bit of technology would be a computer and the middle school i went to um we had a class that was called exploratory and in this class, we did all types of like things that, I guess, so to say, to, to explore, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and that was my first time ever using a computer. And um, and the teacher, you know, basically taught us how to use the computer, um, the basic functions, printing. And that was back in the day when if you click the, the print button, uh, which was control P, if you click the print button and and left the screen, the document would stop printing. Right now, that, nowadays that, that dot matrix. <laughs> no, it wasn't a dot matrix. It was a it was a you know a, a feed printer. But at the time, the technology was so that if you printed something but you left that page, you closed yeah. that page, it would stop printing. Yeah, the memory wasn't as capable as it is now. Right. And so now if you print something, you can keep it moving and, and it'll still print. But that was that. Um, we also at the middle school I went to had a computer class. And of course, that was during the age of, of DOS as well. So um, in a computer class, we didn't really learn how to use the computer, but we just played a bunch of computer games. <laughs> <laughs> we just learned. We just Education played Education in America. No Look, side eye here. No side eye. Look. I had advanced classes. They didn't need to teach us anything. Okay, come through, hmm. come through. So, <laughs> um, we basically played computer games the whole time. So, um, but that was during the era of DOS as well. So you would have to go into the DOS prompt and you know type in 
the whatever the code was for the game to get it started um it's been so long i really don't remember you know how that works nowadays but um that was that was that what i did with computers early on um and then from there um i want to say that was 90 1996 97 that i first use the computer and I want to say about four years later we got one at home um for my no my sister got one she got a computer and I spent the most time on the thing she hmm. got it that was when dial-up internet was a thing oh and my gosh you went through that not a thing Bang, 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 bang. Or oh, the worst part about that is when you know you on the phone. I'm sorry, you you dialing in, and then your parent pick up the phone and start dialing. You yell, right. hang up the phone. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Got stuff all over. There right. were many a nights I was on the computer to two in the morning, and my mom would yell, "Turn on, um, get off that computer." So she usually um, talk on the phone at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, no, she the way the phone was set up. Um, Whenever the line was busy, there was a light that shined on her phone. Oh wow! And if she if she was able to turn over and see that the light was on, she knew I was on the on the internet. Boy, well, that's technology that. right there. Okay, <laughs> that is true. That is right. very true. Right, right. And so um, that was it. That was the the you know our first home computer. And then uh, once my sister moved out. Um, for Christmas, about two years later, I ended up getting my own. Um, had my own phone line by that time, so I didn't have to worry about tying up the phone line. Right. Um, but and then from there, um, my next bit of technology was my first um, cell phone, and that was back in the day when cell phones were were half the size they are now. The screens were the oh. screens were horrible, <laughs> green. Green. Um, the only game you can play was the snake game. Centipede game. Yeah, the snake game. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I remember um, I was at work. I was working at McDonald's at that time. And I put the phone in my back pocket and forgot that it was in my back pocket. And I sat down and it cracked oh. the screen. Wow. And, you know, that before, was when. Before Gorilla Glass was invented, right? Okay. Yeah. And that was when, you know, phones were like. I think what two three hundred dollars at the most and subsidized though well no the what well my issue was i didn't go through the directly through the phone company you, i went to one of those authorized sellers so um i ended up having to pay like basically full price for the phone uh, nowadays phones are like fifteen sixteen hundred dollars and then unless you have that type of money, you subsidize it, you know, and they make you pay monthly for it and whatnot. Um, but that was early on with, with the phones. Um, trying to think. Did you have a beeper? No, absolutely not. That was not a thing in I my did. household. I did. I did. My mom thought my mom's thinking about beepers was if you got a beeper that means you're a drug dealer uh, that was a, that was a theme <laughs> yeah, so there, there were no beepers no beepers no two-way pagers um <laughs> none of that so um but as far as technology goes i grew up a little on the um financially challenged side so there were no 
fancy cars with codes to get out the door and things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, as far as technology goes, you know, coming up early on, you know, basically, as far as it went for me was my first cell phone and my first, you know, personal computer, which was a Dell. Right. Um, and, um, you know, for me early on, that was it. Right. So, you know, we, we talked about um, Apple and, and, and Android slightly. I can tell you like some of the things, and this is where I really want to start to get into the ranting a little bit about what could have been with some of these technologies, the old versus the new. And I can tell you, remember the days when MP3 players were all the rage, right? We had to carry two separate devices. You had a, you know, a dumb phone, if you will. That's before the era of, you know, smartphones was generally accepted everywhere or, you know, purchased everywhere. And so you had the dumb phone, smartphones, and then you had your um, your um, your MP3 players. And so mm-hmm. I remember early on when the iPod came out, I was oh, yeah. I was considering getting the iPod then because I I was heavy into MP3 players um, at that time, like really heavy into them. I remember. I had, I had music everywhere. I was always getting lo- uh, no, larger sizes. Remember, guys, this is before gigabytes was like. A major thing so we in the megabyte time frame <laughs> right so, so i'm like you know trying to upgrade as i can get more money upgrade as i can you know buying people you know mp3 player gifts whatever the case is and so i was thinking you know maybe i'll get an ipod and as i was doing my research because that's what i do <laughs> i came across the microsoft zoom and i was like well this kind of sort of provides the things i like i think i like this one better so i went side zoom and in the beginning first one you said earlier it was an absolute brick it was square and fluggy looking it was like a doo-doo color brown <laughs> and but i liked it ish for the most part it just was a little bit better looking to me than well it wasn't better looking to the back it was just a little bit better at that time than the uh, ipod and then the second generation of the zoom came out guess what you guys can't see it right now, but I'm actually holding it in my hand. I have the second generation Zoom. This thing mm-hmm. was outstanding. It was very thin. It looks like it's about three inches tall. <laughs> it's not really tall. It's probably like an inch and a half long, super thin. It came with a docking station that can dock to your television. And the reason why I went with Zoom is because it was an MP3 player, but you could also have videos that will play. So if you have it on your TV, you have this little, you know, not music videos, but like, you know, animation of like graphics and stuff that was associated with the song mm-hmm. that would float across the screen. It gave it a kind of vibe as you listen to music, your TV could kind of provide you that that vibe that's kind of built into TVs right now. And, you know, at the time I, I was uh, loving it. Steve Jobs created something amazing. He decided, oh, I have an idea. Let's take this iPhone Let's take this iPod and let's take touchscreen technology. Let's smash this into one device. And the first iPhone, you know, most popular phone, you know, came out at the time. And so I used to think what could have been with the Zoom and the Zoom technology, where it could have went. Obviously, the next stage would have been put this in a phone, um, but that did not happen. And it has so much promise in this little tiny device and I just was thinking, what could have been with this technology? Microsoft, you let me down. 
And as we get later in this episode, it's going to be a theme, Microsoft. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. What, what type of old technology you guys have had that you, you know, wish could have been better or more? Everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Specifically. Ah. Uh. There isn't much because um, the things that came out, there were always um, newer versions of it, better versions of it that came out later on. Like, uh, for instance, laser discs. Mm-hmm. They were so True. huge. They were huge. They were like yeah. the size of a record. And for those of you who don't know what a record is, a vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. A vinyl right. disc that played music, um, but um, the laser discs were like huge CDs, and um, those played movies. So, like you could use a, a laser disc player to play a movie. Um, so, and of course, those shrunk down into like a like the common CD size or DVD size, and now we really don't even have those anymore. Um, so that's why it's called a compact disc. Yes, yeah, compact. Yay! There we wow. go. Wow! Wow! That's what CD stands for. A smart, <laughs> a smart name, right? <laughs> right. Very logical. Cars, cars evolved. Um, it, some became bigger, some became smaller, um, more fuel efficient. Um, bells and whistles here and there. Uh, computers got very, very, very good. We're able to hold more information and be smaller, right? And less expensive. Um, like you were saying, the MP3 players, um, they got smaller and smaller and smaller until the digital era came in, and we needed them. We didn't need any um, those anymore. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. At that time, I think everything that was out was meant to be out at that time. Yeah, the I get way that. it was out. Yeah, yeah. And just for me, some there are things where I wish they would have kept going with the development of a product before mm. it was like out of discontinued or something like that. Right. What about you, Joseph? <clears throat> you know the. I kind of agree with um, with Leroy on this one. I'm uh, again. I'm one of those people that, you know, grew up financially challenged. So um, readily available technology wasn't at my fingers. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think um, even just thinking about some of the older gaming consoles and how, um, you know, with the 16-bit and the 32-bit technology, Mm -hmm. how with the Nintendo, which was a 16-bit when it first came out, the the NES, was 16-bit and we thought that was like the best picture ever right and then came the super nintendo and then the sega genesis and then that was 32-bit and the graphics were you know just a little bit better um and then from there you got your 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 nintendo 64 which was 64-bit but the graphics were not that good it was all um I think they call it hexagons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. used to animate all of the all of the characters. Um, it was not as smooth. Um, 
the... But it gave that 3D feel, though. It, it brought it the did. 3D edge. And it that was did. the best way that they could do it at that time. Right, right, right. And once you, you know, once technology got as good as it did, now with the with the PlayStation, the first iteration of the PlayStation, and then the Dreamcast. Oh my um, gosh. Dreamcast, wow. Yes. And so I have one right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. So they, you know, as technology got better, you know, it the, the look and feel of 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 everything got better as well. Um, I know we're gonna talk about the 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 um current generation a little bit later, but we can do it now as, if you like. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Because <laughs> I feel like this is gonna go. Um, you think so? It, well, no. not go, but I, I'm sure it's the the conversation will get uh, more deep <laughs> for you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I think of you know when I like think of technology. Also, I'm thinking of you know there's an appetite, and this is somewhat you know. I, in fact, I just I'm just gonna go right into the conversation now. You know, when I think about you know tech, some technology, you you have to have the the market you know has to have that demand signal that that wants this right they're ready to receive it right and in a lot of cases i don't think you know i'm a i'm an early adopter i really believe in into like jumping into some things in the beginning you know maybe let the the, the work out some of the kinks in, in early on stages but i really like to jump into technology and just play with it and, and, and see how it feels right Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of sort of how I'm not necessarily, and I don't want to make this seem like a bad thing, but like brand loyal to something. I'm just really, if I see something that is useful, I go with it, right? I don't have to wait for that brand that I'm using to develop it later on or incorporate it. I just jump on whatever one that works. And, and, and usually things are really seamless. You just have to do a little bit more work mm-hmm. you know, to, to make it more, make it more connected. Right. Um, and, and but but then again, that's my brain, and I'm I'm used to that. I'm wired that way. Not everyone is, and I get it. Right. And so, um, you know, thinking about the old and the new, and and I'm not the the most knowledgeable about Nintendo Switch. Never had one. And what was before Nintendo Switch? It was the the Wii. U? That that Wii U. that. Yes. And before Prior that, the that, Wii. It was the Wii. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I yes. had none of those. Not one. I and I hated. Yes. I hated all three of them. Yuck, yuck, and yuck. All of them. <laughs> I did not like amazing. them. You know why I did not like them? And this is why this conversation will get real good. Is <laughs> because I had the Xbox. It's just like you guys. I'm a gamer as well. I've had the... Um, don't do it. Oh, was that a no, sign? I'm, I'm you- yeah, it was. No. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I'm not the biggest gamer. Let me clarify that before I get beat up. Uh, but, you know, I've had the consoles, the Super Nintendo. I've had the PlayStation 2 in college and actually absolutely loved it. And after right. that, I switched over to um, the Xbox original one, then the Xbox 360, Xbox One, and then Xbox Series X. Shout out to both of them. They're looking at me right now. And so, oh, by the way, Joseph, yeah, um, Microsoft is discontinuing the production of the Xbox One. When I first read that, I thought it was they were discontinuing support of the Xbox One. I was like, "What? Don't don't tell me that." that well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Xbox One. I I still need support. Right. I, I, so I, I, <laughs> I, I was about to have a heart attack. 
Right, you're good. It's just the 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 production or you know of the Xbox Ones because obviously they have the Series X and the Series S. Right. But you know when I think about the old and new and what could have been, mm-hmm. and this is directly so. This is why I said I didn't like the the Nintendo, the Switch, the Wii, and the regular <sighs> Nintendo uh, Wii. It's specifically because of the Connect, the Microsoft Connect with um. That thing that doesn't work right. Wow. So you're right. People, you're right. No, you, you, no, you're absolutely right. People hardly used it. And this is what I, this is why I prefaced all that to say the appetite. I felt like gamers are super traditional, right? Is they want better specs, faster speed, better realism in the games, right? Right. But they aren't willing to embrace big change at one time. And I felt the, the uh, Xbox Connect did that. It brought in like the people who wasn't gamers, the entertainment side of it, and it smashed it together. And I thought it did a very good job in doing that, but the gaming community hated it. You know, but what? know why? Go ahead. You know what I want to say about that? Um, and I, I have been thinking about it since we discussed it before. You know, I think what happened with that was you know, and, and like you said, with the gaming community, they want to have the better graphics, better refresh rate, um, and things of that nature. They're not necessarily looking for functionality, but I really think that Microsoft <laughs> dropped the ball with advertising. I can Ooh. agree with that. I can I, agree with that. I think because um, if they would have advertised it not so much as a function of the well, it, it is it is a function of the Xbox, but if they would have advertised more of the the how it can be integrated into to playing, they did have commercials where you would see the people kind of like moving around using their body, but that didn't capture enough people. And then the games that came with it were kind of like one-off games. They were games. Um, I did some research earlier. And I saw that like there was like a Harry Potter game, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's only going to attract younger younger users, you know, right. stuff what? like that. Um, there was like a Sonic I like Harry game. Potter. Well, <laughs> I, and don't get me wrong, I do too. But if you look at the content for the Harry Potter games, like I, I'm guilty of it because I have the Lego, um, the Lego Harry Potter series. Oh, it's wonderful, right? But the thing about it is, unless you are a hardcore Harry Potter fan, you know what I mean? You're not going to capture, you're not going to capture the audience of the Call of Duty fans, the, you know, stuff like that. Had they advertised it where you could use connect with Call of Duty, connect with those first person shooters or those um, fantasy strategy games, then I think the connect would have gone way far and beyond. You know, you blame do you blame Xbox or Microsoft for that? Or do you blame the game developers for not developing games that are using that technology and um, in their game so that they could promote the connect along with their game? Well, you I, know what? Pers- I blame oh. Microsoft. Well, Ooh. and I was going to say it's a, it's a twofold thing because it is, I, I you know, you. with consoles having exclusives like Xbox has, um, what's that exclusive? Halo. 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 And then PlayStation has their, what, God of War. Everything. Right. God of War. <laughs> All of them. Dawn. So, <laughs> right. So, right. And so 
in 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 with with the connect and i'm not the the programmer like you leroy but um there are tweaks and things that are made to games for console console exclusive like um i believe there was one game that came out on both xbox and playstation but if you bought the playstation version you got playstation exclusive characters uh-huh. or if you bought Dex the xbox caliber Right, and if you also, bought the Xbox also Destiny version. did that. As you know, I'm a huge Destiny player. Mm-hmm. I believe early on, Destiny on PlayStation, with, there was exclusive guns, gear, and some uh-huh. stuff that was only on PlayStation that the Xbox users could not get. Right, and so if you're it's able like to... like a year later. I feel like if you're able to do exclusive per, exclusives per console, you know, there should have been some type of way that they could have done it now, how much money it would have cost. I'm not exactly sure how that would have worked, but um, when it comes to that, I think if they would would have been able to kind of like work together on those things, it would have been perfect. See, that's where Nintendo excels. Nintendo being a game developer in itself, they can create technology for their systems and make games that go with that technology to show um, other developers how they give them ideas on how they can use that technology. Like when, um, for the original Wii, when that came out at first, um, they gave developers, of course, um, an idea of what you can do. You could play tennis, you can you know, use it as a bat of a ball, you could, you could use it as a sword to cut down bamboo trees, you could um, do, totally different things with this and they're giving this piece of technology to the developer and saying go wild build something create something that's going to use this the technology is going to help you know sell your game your games are going to help sell systems and that's how it should be but nintendo will create games on their own using those um pieces of technology to a higher level just to you know give an idea of what can be done right um, and they've been doing and they've been doing that for a very long time ever too. yes 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 and yes. that's exactly to your point leroy why i specifically think it was microsoft's uh, fault of dropping a ball here is because they could have set the standard and say this is where we headed with our console and so we want all future games to have functionality built in with the connect and so to rewind at it slightly um you know, before the Connect came out, it was called Project. I'm, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. Project Natal, and that was like the code name before the Connect mm-hmm. came out, and it was like in development stages. And I was doing research on it back then. I was really eager to learn about it. And they had they had like little demos of people standing in front of. Now this has nothing to do with gaming, by the way. Standing in front of the Connect sensor, talking to it, and you can try on clothes from stores you know so oh, wow. think about think about fast forwarding into now during the pandemic you know if i'm standing in front of my sensor i want to shop without going into the store i can see how that item look on my actual body that's the kind of demos that were given out back then under the development stages of it's way uh, out of connect. the box correct but it was also had nothing to do with gaming so that's why i felt like the gaming world wasn't ready for that or maybe microsoft shouldn't have coupled that technology with a console at all it should have been a separate device 
you know, but I get why they did that. You know, it's easy to to package something in, into one here. Right. Um, maybe and maybe not. Right. You could have sold it a separate device. But the reason why I really hate it, and this is and, and not mostly hate it because I don't want to use that word. Why I didn't like the Nintendo Switch and Wii specifically is because the Connect can do all of those things you could do with the the Wii and Switch without any handheld devices. Right. right? No ruining so, your TV screens. Correct. So I'm I'm literally <laughs> standing in my living room or in the loft when I had the condo and I'm doing all of the dances and I'm doing the tennis as you mentioned earlier but I'm doing all of this is just me standing in front of the center and I'm you know what I liked about the the, uh, the console and the connect and everything it would stop and say do you need to take a break like it was really it was really engaged into like your fitness and giving you moments to breathe and you know I, I liked the exercises that they had in some of the sports but to your point uh, Leroy, you know, Microsoft, not where they are now in terms of developing their own games. Right. Um, and so that was a major right. advantage for Nintendo at the time. But I just felt like the Microsoft Connect and Microsoft in general dropped the boat there. The techno, oh, excuse me, the technology was prime it was, for the next it stages and it just missed the boat and then it's it stopped. And like, it's a gap in my opinion. But yeah, that's why I kind of sort of didn't like the Nintendo. It has nothing to do with Nintendo. You really had to do with everything that was the promise in my head of where the connected Microsoft was headed. Right. And then and, you got to remember with Nintendo, their, their number one thing is making fun games. So the games that Nintendo makes as a developer, they try to make games that are fun. Um, and they made fun games that use those peripherals. They you they you know and then you could you could buy accessories like if you wanted to you, they were selling a, a plastic te- tennis racket looking thing to <laughs> add to your Wiimote <laughs> mm-hmm. just so that you have some tangible in your hand that looks like a tennis racket you know okay. I, remember I think that, that that gave that made you more involved in the game and yeah. made it more fun and that's all Nintendo was about fun gotcha. they don't really care about all these like other people care about graphics oh i have my system had, does x amount of this and that the graphics are this and that so much power blah 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 blah. but is the game fun right that, <laughs> that's what i care about i want to play a fun game something that could play over and over and over and over and over again Right. And then, you know, <laughs> Nintendo did a lot with like family, family games, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, brought families so, together. Right. A lot of those games, because you can't exactly bring a family together shooting zombies and in in um in in shooting aliens. So, Mm-mm. but they should. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop playing around with that. Right. All right, so there is another device that I, you know, I was all in. Now, granted, I was not all in on that price, (laughs) but I was definitely all in on the Google Goggles. I don't know if everyone remember the Google Goggles back in, oh, shoot, it was like 2014 or 10, somewhere around the time frame. It was early on. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2014, um, and where so again, I like I'm a, like a forward thinker. I like to think of what something could be in the future, and so mm-hmm. when I think of those Google goggles, I'm thinking, you know, we're going beyond a, a handheld device. Um, and remember, I, I, I may have ranted on this in another 
quickie in a different episode where I talked about I'm over rectangle devices because I really am at this moment. And because <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm I get it. Right. We've been having these rectangle devices for 10 years. Let's I'm, let, I'm done with this. Let me get something totally different. And so let's get some designers on. <laughs> say it again. Let's get some designers on the line and have them design something. Something. <laughs> give me a circle give me a watch uh, you know i saw uh, i think i said this before as well well you know you you know I, it was like a um a concept of a you know take the smart watch if you will get rid of it right because we have the smart watch and a smartphone i don't need both i need one let me slap that on my wrist and when i want it i take it off because now we have bendable screens right so that smartphone can go on my wrist and become a smart watch like that's innovation. I want to move to that level of technology. But with the Google goggles, you know, I'm thinking also of what could have been, you know, the early stages you develop like for, you know, you want to navigate somewhere or you want to get a little bit more information as you walk into a store. Um, mm -hmm. You want to obviously have your music playing. You someone call. You can do a video in one eye. I know it sounds crazy, but, um, you know, there are things we possibly could have could do. You know, to help lessen holding a device a little more, uh -huh. less distracted in one eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I thought that was like supreme and a way to go. And then it literally fizzled. Google did, you know, I guess they built other technologies with it and software apps on the back end. But the actual hardware and devices, like I was hungry for it. I was not hungry for the $1,500 price, but I was definitely hungry for like this type of technology. You know, and I just felt like they... Again, another another product and company that missed the mark that did not take it to market and just like, you know, stand behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you the know price what? is what would deter a lot of people. Right. And True. I think with that, too, um, there were a lot of um, people who thought that it was a bit more invasive as well. Um with those um i did see something recently um i believe i read an article online um on google actually about the google, google glass and yes. like it was kind of like they were saying that when when you wear it it kind of like records and you can be mm -hmm. you know and they're, they're worn like glasses so you know as you're walking around wherever you are it still does that and so mm -hmm. They were saying how, you know, it was kind of like invasive and invasion of privacy as well. And I'm sure you could probably set it to not do, you know, that type of recording or do something that causes it to be invasive. But which um, is weird because everyone has a smartphone and they could just hit record. True. And people have GoPros and they, they True. walk around their little GoPros. And drones. GoPros well, and drones. you know, the, the Google Glass was before GoPros and whatnot right. as well. So nowadays, right. you see yeah. people wearing a GoPro doing everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and, yeah. and, and but GoPros don't cost as much as that Google, that Google Glass cost. <laughs> this at is all. true. I was excited for when it first when I first saw it. I, I thought that they could go very far, but um it was an idea that they put out just i think they did it as a feeler yeah. and um to try to gauge what their audience would well the, everyone actually not just their audience um just gauge how it would be received and um, based on how it would be received i guess 
because um they actually have glasses that are coming out now like full glasses i think that they're making that are supposed to be coming out um so i yeah, guess they, we're just trying was... to see what's going on yeah, there was a, a recent uh, job listing. I think I saw that article that talked about a job listing with Google um, looking for someone to develop the AR glasses. I guess to compete with the the um, the Oculus, Oculus. From, um, from Facebook, right? Mm. Yep. Because, um, and I like what um, I saw on, I forgot what year it was. Um, there was an E3 where um, Xbox showed what they were doing with their uh, virtual reality glasses and um, I forgot what's the name? Hololens or something like that it's called and how there's like you could create a holographic world if you want and you could do so much with it and I, I think that's something that they should look into especially now since everything is going into that direction and um, seeing that they touched on it so far back I, I think that um Microsoft and Xbox will do good with that. Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially, um, you know, as you guys know, I talk about the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I can see that being, you know, and as I think this through long term, near long term as well, like five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not certain smartphones will be still the thing. You know, I think other technologies are going to replace it. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm betting on glasses to be it, but I believe glasses could be it. You know, pop on some glasses or goggles or whatever you want to call them. And I can be able to do most of the things on my phone there. It may be a little too much, you know, but I can see where, you know, we don't have the multiple devices back then. Like we had the iPods and the phones and tablets and now you can have your you move into that phablet stage and then our phones became even bigger so they're big enough to view you know movies and documents and stuff like that so i feel mashing up the worlds together is coming sooner than later um i just wish we were we kind of sort of had a, a and I, I think we have a, a you know a appetite for it and maybe there, there are you know there's a sizable group of people who are really interested in being early adopters i know i am like make me a tester i'm here for it let's do it well, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, um, and when you you spoke about how the phones got bigger, um, there's also a group of people who 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 want to have that in hand feel, um, mm-hmm. because I noticed that with the I know we, we we were talking about Apple earlier, but I noticed that with the um, the Apple iPhone that they did. Originally, the first iPhone was like, um, I think, like four inches, three or four inches or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as phones got bigger, as the Samsungs got bigger, the Apples got bigger. Right. And once that happened, you know, there were a lot of people who were still using those earlier iPhone fours and fives that were smaller. So what Apple did was they came out with a 12 mini. Mm -hmm. They came out with a 12 mini and then there's a 13 mini. So there's still people who would rather have that in hand feel um like you said there there's probably a great deal of people who wouldn't mind going totally hands-free with the with the glasses or something like that right but there's still a market for those people who are like nah i'm good i'll 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 still use my handheld device that's correct right and 
Oh, I was gonna say there should be um, something in the market for everybody. That's you know, true. Make all of them. <laughs> make small phones, large phones, um, hands-free phones, square phones, everything. bendable phones, right? Bend over, <laughs> bend over phones. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Commercial break. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there somewhere. Um, oh. <laughs> is there any other technology of like an old device that and I asked this earlier but that could have been that you can think about um, they just never lived up to maybe some potential well I, I know we already talked about it but I've been itching to talk about it mm-hmm. um, the connect um, I do remember there was I think this was two, when the Xbox One when they did the E3 and they announced the um, Xbox One was coming out. And they made those magic, they said those magic words that Killer Instinct was coming back. And I almost oh. had a heart attack at work while listening to it. <laughs> um, but they advertised the Connect then when the Xbox, no, the Connect was already with the 360, but mm-hmm. they advertised the Connect at the time, how intuitive it would be. Um, for the Xbox One, and I remember, I, and I, I think I don't know if this was in my head or I was expecting them to say this, but I do remember them saying that with the, um, I know we spoke earlier, and well, I spoke earlier about um, the Connect being integrated with, with um, the games, and it had there was a, a segment in there where they said how like if you were playing like Call of Duty. And in the background, um, there was some noise and you were, I think it was a Call of Duty that had zombies or ghosts or something that, that, that was involved. And mm-hmm. like, if you're playing one of those games, like in the background, um, if there was noise, they would, you know, that would call attention, that would call attention to your character and you would, you know, be um, um, like surrounded or they would come after you. I think if, if if they would have actually came, if any of that would have actually came to fruition, that would have been awesome. I and, agree. And in that, and that could have been, you know, done with anything, you know, the connect really could have been the, the next VR thing, you know? Yes. Correct. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I connect, totally agree. It was a wonderful been, idea. The connect could have been the next VR, like, just like you were saying with the um the people that were trying on clothes that were you know standing in front of the like this that connect could have been <laughs> the absolute end all be all that's and, right you know and right. and maybe we just wouldn't have the appetite as i stated earlier you know yeah. we wasn't ready for that at the time right as, you know society and and sometimes you know you have visionary people who think of things and they're you know but it's unfortunate you know the human psyche we are we are you know very traditional and um um adverse to adapting to change i know people like to think they are but people are really adverse to to adapting to change it's comfortable right and i I like what i have and what i do and and you'll stay to that that style and structure for a long time but you know folks are like in the background waving but you know we can do that and more if we do this over here uh-huh. um but you know it's, it's it's rather difficult so that's what you know i like to lean into those those environments where people are really like thinking about 
outside of the box thinking and that's i love stuff like that like just having dialogue like this episode i like that we're here to just like talk about what could have been this is stuff that makes me excited um so i mean this is pretty much you know you, all i had do you guys have any other topics you would like to bring up um i, I, I was gonna bring up some things that um that should have been but they're not um and these are things mostly that came from movies and tv series and stuff Ooh, like that that's a like, good one i like it from back to the future where yeah. are our flying cars where are our hoverboards um where they where... tried the hoverboards yeah that's not what we want <laughs> <laughs> you know um <laughs> Speaking of hoverboards, I had a forward-thinking idea when I was in undergrad. Um, oh, I, was taking, I was taking a class. <laughs> I was taking a class. And, Is it a patent yet? Did you make it a patent yet? Right. Well, well no. It, it, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be far too expensive to in in um to implement. But one of my ideas was to actually totally, and it would be really expensive but one of my ideas was to totally end our dependence on fuel right yes we i'm here for that our we would end our dependence on fuel we would end our dependence on and this is for cars we would end our dependence on fuel and we would end our dependence on needing to have your tires replaced and tires to have tires period and you know creating tires and recycling tires is actually bad for the, the environment anyway that's that's correct so I was thinking, and I'm one of those people that really enjoy roller coasters, and I was thinking about combining technology that they use for roller coasters. Um, one in specific is the Top Thrill Dragster at um, Cedar Point. And oh my God. Was it, wait, is it, is that the fastest roller coaster in America? Or was at the time? I think it was. I think there's one that's faster now. But oh, I've been on that thing. It's really fun. In the fact. technology that they use to power it, well, to, to speed it and combining that with the maglev technology from mm -hmm. um, from Japan. Mm -hmm. So if you were to basically implement magnets into the roadways, mm. the cars, you would eliminate not only the fuel dependency. Well, we would need to power them so we wouldn't need to we wouldn't eliminate the fuel, but we would eliminate the um the uh the uh what's it the emissions caused by the cars mm -hmm. you still need fuel to power the the bat um the magnets but you know you would implement you would have the um the magnets implanted in a in in a roadways the the cars the cars would would levitate they wouldn't you would eliminate crashes because it's all ran by computers and so if you got too close to the car in front of you, the magnet would just, you know, would stop you in your tracks. So, you know, one of the, the things and the teacher, and it was so funny because when I explained it to the teacher, how, what I was thinking, she, um, she was like, that's too ambitious. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. I mean, think of what, what could actually be if we were able to, we wouldn't need insurance at that point. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't need insurance. We would need to make tires anymore because the, the the car well you would probably need them once you were off of the road to kind of like maneuver but at, on highways and like major thoroughfares if you had that type of technology you wouldn't you could basically eliminate 
half of the half of what's causing global warming. That's correct, right? And it's funny you bring that up because I think that's a great idea. Um, and Leroy, you brought up like the flying cars. Elon Musk was, I believe, asked asked this question recently in the interview, and he said, "No, we do not need things falling from the sky." <laughs> and I love that he said that because it could be cars falling from the sky, people from falling from the sky, right, objects right, falling right. from the sky. It could right. be a, a lot of falling from the sky. Right. Um, but I like that idea, Joseph. You know, and and building it into a separate. And I, I said this before. You know, we need a separate sustainable grid, right. and that's it's going to be very expensive. And you're absolutely right. Right. But, but we have to make a commitment to doing it as a country, and I think we can do it. We have the engineers, right. we have the smarts, we have the money. Just right. get it done. Right. Right. And even 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 if even if we didn't do that with the cars, because that would be more expensive to to produce the cars, of course, and then more expensive to create the infrastructure. But even we could even even do it with transportation. That's correct. But, you know, they refuse they refuse to have the bullet train or any of that that in the United States. You know, well, I saw some conversation for another podcast. It could be. We probably should have it. I I think I saw a a Netflix special that talked or maybe this was Vice that talked about why don't we have the bullet trains here? And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, in other countries and specifically they talked about in China. Well, you know, the laws are a lot different over there here. You know, we can't just like you know bulldozer through someone's home or property you know you have to buy someone out they have different reserve areas where you can't build oh, anything oh, in this country can. so it's called imminent domain that is absolutely correct <laughs> we absolutely can do that um and i think atlanta made that you know as a, as a city was really successful at doing that um but i think there's a, a we have costs you know, that's associated with it, like labor costs here, purchasing of the land and materials. Things right. just cost a lot more money here. And I get it, but it's money, right? right? We can we can find ways to fund the items that we care about, right? That's and true. so I think we just need more passionate people who are on, you know, engaged into trying to find solutions and then find ways to get a group that can implement it. You know, I'm I'm all for solutions, right? folks complain about something my first question to them is oh, what would you do to solve mm-hmm. this you know right. come up with solutions complaining put that back there shout out to Vivica Fox <laughs> 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 um, alright guys well I think this has pretty much covered the episode it's been a great one we may have to revisit mm-hmm. this for a part two in the near future um, I enjoyed this episode I hope that the listeners also enjoyed this episode so I would say Till next time, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. If this is your first time joining the podcast, please consider subscribing. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.